You're listening to episode 21 of the We Got The Runs podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about safety for runners. Welcome to the We Got The Runs podcast. We're your hosts, Letty and Angela, and we invite you to join us as we talk about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make running a favorite part of your life. Hey, runners. Hey, runners. How you doing, Letty? I'm doing great. How are you, Angela? I'm doing pretty good. So you, I hear you have a discount code for us. I do have a discount code for everybody. Um, the discount code is for a 5K or 87-mile race, which is in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court Justice that passed away. And uh, it's through www.runrbg.com. It's a wonderful medal that you get. You know how um they did the notorious RBG for her that they used? And so it's that picture and it's on a medal and um, you get a shirt with it. And I just feel like a lot of, well, a lot of my friends are lawyers. They are super interested in completing that distance, especially since it's virtual and um, getting that swag. Um, I'm doing it for the swag. Injured or not, I'm just doing that <laughs> because uh, I really want that medal and that shirt. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So again, the, sh- the discount code is GOTRUNS10 for a 10% discount. Awesome. I can't wait to hear about whatever you choose. Are you doing the 5K or are you doing that the longer distance? I'm just doing the 5K. I was going to do the 87 miles, but then it would take longer for my swag to get here. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You definitely have to post a picture with your swag. I definitely will. You know I will. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been doing, Angela? What's going on with um, your legs and everything else in life? Well, no running here. Which is very unfortunate. Um, I think, and maybe other people can relate to this, but I think that I've had a shin splint problem for several months that I've been ignoring. And it's now become chronic. (laughs) (laughs) Confessions come out. (laughs) And I can't run at all now. I can't even run up the stairs at work. So, not much going on in in the scenario of running. And that's a drastic change that happened because we just had you on a week or a couple of weeks ago where you were saying that your shoes had solved all the problems. Oh, I thought they did. Ugh, that's frustrating. Well, you know what it was? Honestly, I think I over, I think I was just enduring and I was like continuing to inflame it over time, which probably a lot of us do with our injuries. We just kind of ignore them and like, you know, it hurts a little bit, but not too bad. Because it was classic shin splint symptoms where it hurts more after, but while you're running, you don't feel it. So, like, while I was running, I was feeling good. I would get some shooting pain every now and then. You know, no big deal. Like, <laughs> that's totally normal, right? <laughs> to the point where I would have to, like, hop. <laughs> and then she finishes running and she's crying and we're like, tears of joy? And she's like, no, pain. <laughs> Depends on the run. But anyway, so I went home to visit my family. And while I was home, I wasn't working. So what do you do when you're not working? You You run run six miles at minimum every day. Logically. Duh. So yeah, that's what I did. And (laughs) by the time I got back here, I was like, yeah, can't run anymore because it was hurting that bad. I went for one run here. And every night since then, I've been icing my legs. 
Oh my god, I feel your pain. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Letty, how about you tell us about your trip? You just got back from a really awesome trip throughout America. Yes, I did. Um, sure, I'll tell you all about it. So we drove all the way up to Wisconsin. So um, I think we visited 11 states. So we started, obviously, we're in Florida, and then went straight up through Georgia. Which takes a while just to get through Florida, because we're in southwest Florida. Yes, it took a while. <laughs> we actually stayed the night still in Florida. And then we went to Savannah, Georgia, which was absolutely beautiful. I had never been there before, and I was not expecting that at all. Um that's so cool. What would you like about it? Just, um, it's a city on the water. It was uh, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of music, live music playing, even though, you know, people were distancing and the temperature was great. And, uh, it's just different to come from something flat that we've been, we've been here so long without leaving the state because of COVID and then going somewhere else with a different terrain. And I didn't realize that was so close by. We stayed at um, national parks mostly and um, saw some really cool trails. So Georgia, then up to South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Then we went to West Virginia and visited some family. Drove through Ohio to Detroit to visit my brother-in-law and his wife. And then from there, we went back down through Indiana over to Chicago to visit my husband's aunt and then from there, we went to Wisconsin, where my brother lives. Then we started, you know, doing what we had wanted to do, which was more waterfall hikes and that stuff that you can see in uh, Kentucky and Tennessee and uh, northern Georgia. So it was it was really, really cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So what are some what were some of your favorite places to run? Because I know you did get some running. National parks. Just where we were staying, and, and there's a lot of hikes and trails. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to run as much as I wanted to because my plantar fasciitis was acting up, and so I decided to save my legs for all the hikes that we were doing. Uh, there was really beautiful hikes. I mean, lots of waterfalls, and, um, you know, another another reason to not really run as much as I wanted was it goes along with the topic that we're going to talk about today, runner safety, because those national parks, all of them had signs that said warning, bears, and, and all that. So Yeah, I mean, there's so much involved in safety when you're running, depending on where you are, the time of day, if you're running by yourself or running with a group. Yeah, and we'll be talking all about that Um in this episode. But first, why don't you read one of our listeners, our highlighted listeners from iTunes? Okay, so we have a review from Jake. And Jake says that he stumbled upon our podcast, and he found it very entertaining. So I think that was kind of an interesting review. So let's talk runner's safety. So some of the different topics that we're going to be addressing today in regards to runner safety is we'll be talking about safety from safety basically as people or from people. So as women, we need to have specific type of safety, but then also as people of color, especially now with everything that we have going on the news, that's something also too that we need to be cautious of and have safety around. We need to be safe and cautious around cars and other kinds of vehicles. Um, And then also safety from animals, whether it's a dog or some other kind of a domestic animal, or if it's when we're on a trail and there's some type of a wild animal that's around, or if you're in Florida, it could be an alligator at any corner. (laughs) (laughs) Literally at any corner. Or snake. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what we're familiar with is running as women. Um, Angela, has anything ever happened to you where you have felt harassed or um, on while you're on a run by yourself? Thankfully, no, which is really awesome. Um, where I'm from in New Jersey, I run... I would run really through like residential areas and for the most part I knew most of the people or like, you know, I worked somewhere locally where people probably have seen my face and I run in the same kind of route day after day and they'd see me running that route. So I thankfully, thank God, nothing has really happened to me in terms of running. So maybe that's why I run kind of naive now is because nothing has happened to me, but for the most part, I really haven't had any anything that made me really feel threatened as a runner. Um, but also, I don't really put myself in environments where I really feel that cautious in terms of running. Like I don't really run on trails by myself. Um, I don't. Re- I don't like to run in areas that aren't well lit. Um, that or I try not to run on really like quiet streets. I try to stay closer to like busier streets, so there's more people, more cars around. So I I try to stay in safer areas as a female. But what about you, Letty? What has your experience been? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, I, I did get attacked one time. Um, I was wow. probably early thirties and it was an Easter Sunday, nine o'clock in the morning on a busy street or not, not busy, but a main street. Wow. Um, I was running, I had headphones in and I, I was running on the actual street. Um, there was cars parallel parked next to me and I heard somebody run up to me. So what do I do? I, you know, go to the side to let the other runner pass, but this was not a runner and he didn't want to pass me. So he grabbed me and pushed me towards the bush and he grabbed my breasts and he grabbed me, you know, down below. And, um, I don't know how long this went on, but you know, I, I kept on regretting my initial reaction because I feel like a minute went by where I was just standing there and didn't do anything in my head. I was trying to figure out who this person is, whether I know him. And then finally, my brain said, hey, even if you know this person, this is not okay. It probably wasn't a minute, Angela. It's probably like 10 seconds. Wow. But it felt like this long. So then I started yelling at him and he had you know, me close to the ground at that point. And I got up and I pushed him back. And then I started trying to hit him. So then he looked at me and he turned around and he started running away. And I was yelling at him. I was cursing and I was saying to him, I'm going to call the police. And then I realized, hey, I have my phone. I have my headphones. And why don't I do that? So I called the police while I was chasing him down. You were chasing him? I was chasing him down 0.75 miles backwards to where he had come from. 
until he turned into, uh, you know, like an alley type. Was, there was a lot of trees, so it wasn't, you know, on the main street. And the dispatcher kept saying, stop chasing him. You shouldn't chase him. So then I didn't continue chasing him, and he went into an apartment complex. So then the police arrived pretty much immediately. Wow. And they took everybody out and lined them up, and he wasn't in there. So then, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was very weird. And then I was just really angry at myself for my reaction and not having done anything sooner because he didn't have any weapons. He was wearing loose jogging clothes and I probably could have overpowered him. So I was angry at myself. And for the next two days, I kept driving by that area on my motorcycle trying to find him and uh, I didn't find him and, you know, nothing was resolved. But yeah. So the fact that this happened on uh, 9 a.m. Easter Sunday, It makes me think I am very cautious too with stuff. That's why I was running at that time at that place. So anything can happen at any anything. time. Yeah. At that time, I was just really glad it happened to me and not the lady that I saw with a stroller. Um. Because can you imagine you get attacked and you have to worry about your child? So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, It's stuff crazy. does happen and um, we can just um, learn from it and uh, be prepared. And we'll talk about all that stuff later. But yeah, that was my uh, encounter with people. Oh, that is terrible. But I mean, I guess that's always our initial reaction when something like terrible like that happens to us is, oh, I, I could have and I should have responded better, you know, and, and really that we don't want to beat ourselves up because you did the best you could in that moment. And like you said, it could have been seconds. So you did the best that you could, but I mean, I guess what we could take away from that with this podcast is as women, maybe we should have a plan in place in our mind. What are we going to do? Is there something that we should be carrying with us in the event that some we do get harassed or attacked like that? Because yeah. it could have been way worse. He could have had a weapon. Yeah, he could have had a weapon. And then, then what do you do? But I'm sure our listeners have had many different experiences. Unfortunately, yeah. So we'll talk about tips later. Um, and then also we wanted to address the issue of safety from cars because what can happen with cars is that we don't live in Europe where you're expecting people or bikers on sidewalks or in streets. So half the time when, for example, you're running on a street or on a sidewalk and somebody's trying to make a left turn or a right turn, they don't pay attention to what's going on on the other side. So then what can we do to um, prevent uh, an accident from happening? I think the best thing really is to stop when you're at an intersection. So I think it's probably wise to fully stop and wait till it's your time to cross. But one thing that I always do is I try to make eye contact with the driver. Mm -hmm. So the driver is your, you know, for sure that driver is seeing you. And then I always run behind the car. I never go in front. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip to not going in front and assuming that they see you because a lot of cars have tenant windows and you can't really make that eye contact. So you're just kind of assuming that, oh, they've been here For a while, they must have seen me, but maybe they're just looking the other way and it's just no free um, time to go. Have you ever gotten in any kind of accident with, uh, I know you bike a lot too? Yeah. No, I haven't. I've come close, but I haven't gotten in any actual official accidents on the bike. Thank God, a few flat tires for sure. <laughs> That seems to be a recurring topic for you. <laughs> Not just bikes, but also cars. Yes. Yep. Yep. All the fun stuff. Um, but yeah, no, thank God I haven't had any, any severe 
issues or accidents. Um, I know so many people who have had so many accidents, especially here because there's such busier streets, such busier roads. You know, cars are driving a lot faster and there's so many more cars on the road. Um, So, yeah. What we did hear last year was that there was a lot of accidents of people riding their bikes and runners too, just by people pulling out of the road and not really looking. And a lot of them are just being left behind and people flee the scene. I don't know if oh, you weren't here at the time, but literally last year it was like five in a row. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we'll address um, the type of gear that you can wear. And so let's move on to the topic of animals. And let's talk about domestic and wild animals on trails. Have you ever had any kind of incident with animals? Um, I have been chased by a dog before. Uh, he chased me for a while. He never got to me. <laughs> you must be a fast runner. <laughs> <laughs> But... So that happened once. But other than that, um, oh, I hate, you know, don't you hate when the dogs bark? You know, like when they're out in their, in their yard and then you run, as soon as you start running by, they go nuts. Or when they scare you, that's never fun. You're running and then out of nowhere, this dog comes out of nowhere right next to you, barks and scares the life out of you. <laughs> That's oh no, fun. yeah, no, that's that's not fun. I have two of those dogs, but luckily my dogs are really small and, <laughs> and our house is pretty far from the road. Yeah, and your backyard is in the back. Mm -hmm. well, obviously the backyard. <laughs> your yard is in the back where they are, so they're not harassing runners as they run by. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they don't. How did that happen though when you were chased by a dog? Where was that? So it it was a while ago and it was just through a residential area and the dog got loose and was chasing me um but then he lost interest. So it wasn't so he just kind of too long. Yeah, he just kind of stopped. But it was scary for the moment. <laughs> That stuff is scary, especially because you don't know um if they have rabies or anything. Yeah. Although I did look that up because I got bitten by a dog when I was um studying for the bar. What? I was running in my neighborhood and it was a new neighborhood downtown LA that I was in just while I was studying. I rented this garage apartment and my regular running route, there was a dog and he just came and just bit my hand. What? Mm -hmm. And so I went home and the bar is, is uh, very difficult in California. So you have no free time for three months whatsoever. So I was uh, Googling whether or not dogs in the United States have a high chance of having rabies because I wasn't going to do that unless I really needed to. And oh I goodness. chose not to just time concerns. But yeah, I mean, that's really startling too. And that stuff when it happens to you, Be it bitten by a dog or, or the whole incident with um, that that uh, guy that attacked me or yeah. you know, people that get hit while they're running by cars. That stuff kind of stays with you and it makes it takes away the joy from running for all of us. That's so true. How long did it take you to feel comfortable running again after the incident that you had? I mean, I ran right away, but even now I don't like hearing footsteps behind me. And if races is an exception, but if I'm running somewhere new and I hear somebody stomping their feet next to me, I usually pretend I'm tying my shoelaces because I really hate that sound right behind me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that can scar you and uh, all we can do is just to kind of look for 
some things that we can do to prevent all of this. But um, going back to wildlife, did you hear about the cougar? Or not oh, yes. The- I think you, you told me a little bit about that, but tell us all, all about it. Well, there was a guy running on trails uh-huh. and he saw some cubs and he approached to take a video, but you're not supposed to do that. And then the mom saw him and she online it says that she stalked him, but she really didn't stalk him. She was kind of escorting him out of this area. Wow. And uh, I mean, it was a pretty crazy six minute walk for that guy. I bet. Yeah. Could you imagine? I don't know what I would do. (laughs) So yeah, I think the the final thing that made the cougar go away was when he picked up a rock and threw it. Oh, really? Okay. And, and, you know, we could all in his video see the gravel and all the rocks. And within the first 30 seconds, I was thinking, hey, grab some rocks and throw them back. But he didn't do that. He, he was kind of more worried about um, videotaping this whole thing oh, as geez. he was shaking. But wouldn't you be nervous that if you did throw the rocks, it might just make her angry and attack you more? I don't know. I mean, there's different reactions from different animals. Mm-hmm. So they say, for example, black bears... They are kind of like alligators in Florida. They have no desire to attack you unless you're small. Alligators in Florida will not attack you unless you're in their water and they think it's a small dog, small children, probably not safe. But, you know, they will not come up to us and attack us. And then I think brown bears, you're supposed to stand still, look them in the eyes and uh, just kind of not back down. And then with grizzlies, you're just supposed to play dead. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I thought you played dead for all the bears. I guess now I know. Yeah, right. Don't play dead with the with the with the cougars and stuff. Right? Then they might actually eat. They you. might eat you and bring you to their cubs. Yeah, yeah. Here's some food, guys. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but what would you do if you saw if a dog try to attack you? Um, I guess it depends on the size of the dog, but I would probably keep running. Like I did, I would keep running and run pretty fast. Hopefully the thing wouldn't, you know, attack. What did you do when the dog came towards you? You ran faster or did you stop? Oh, it just came out of nowhere. I mean, I I couldn't have done anything. I couldn't have ran. You know, those little things. Even my small little dogs, they run so fast. It's impossible. But ideally, I think what you can do is um, you can either fight them with your hands, which I don't know. I mean... Not to offend pit bull owners, but they have a massive jaw that can lock yeah. on you. I would probably just try to find a car to jump on. Well, that's or a good just idea. Jump on something high, but you know, slippery for them. That See, they I need to run with Letty more. She has all these good ideas. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I always um, envision and not envision for like vision board. <laughs> but what do you do if somebody attacks you? When I run, I always look around like what is on the ground? What can I grab if I need to? Because what else can we do? That's important. Yeah. Okay. What's next? All right. So, um, I think those are all the things that can attack us. Probably. Yeah. So let's go over some uh, safety, general safety tips, what we can do to stay safe. Okay. So we got a plan if a dog attacks us, but what are some other safety tips that we have? So some things that we can do, which are probably really good ideas, is to tell someone where we will be running and on average when we'll be getting back from that run. So is that something that you do? Um, I don't, but I probably should. But I but mean, for the most part, Ryan knows you're you're out running. 
Well, he's sleeping while I run. <laughs> so that doesn't really help, but he kind of knows my route. And that goes to our second point, um, give people access to tracking. Um, I do run with my phone and I have my phone trackable from his phone and vice versa. Just, I don't know, if I don't come back, he can at least see where I was last or he can try to find my phone that way. Yeah. And then, of course, I think a lot of watches like Garmin or... Or Timex or whatever. Not Timex. Um, what's the other one? Phoenix? Fenix? Is well, there the, one that starts with a V? I don't know. I don't know. There, There's some... other <laughs> fancy watches that are not Garmin. Okay, and they have some kind of feature where it allows for somebody to track you. Oh. Well, what do you do when you go running? Because you're living by yourself right now. Yeah, I don't tell everybody that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say your address. But um, Letty, I'm not the best example. <laughs> You really aren't. You got to be careful. I know. Well, the thing is, I really don't run far from my apartment. I'm really not that far off. I'm, I I try to stay. I either go north or I go south and maybe even just do a loop. So I don't go too far. I don't run with my phone. Maybe I should. But I think honestly what I need to invest in is like is carrying something yeah. that I could use as a weapon if I needed to. I think that is something wise. But then also I've seen different things that you can hold that has like a light, but also it can sound an alarm. That's a good idea. I think that's a really good tool to have. I think that's something that I'd like to invest in as well. Yeah. So you can carry a weapon, like you said, maze or one of those rings too. They have rings that can injure the attacker or some sort of noisemaker. All right. And so another tip that we have is do not run alone. And I know that's not possible because we all have different schedules and it's hard to get another person to get up or run exactly at the time when you're done working. So that's kind of more difficult. But another good tip is also to not run the same route all the time at the same time. Hmm. Why do you think that's helpful? Because then somebody, for example, say somebody from a different neighborhood close by stalks you, oh. they will see... When you're going every morning, Angela is out there at six o'clock. And so they can probably plan to attack you better than if you just randomly run in different places. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's like running at different times. Yeah, just specifically to a certain perpetrator. And then um, run with the light. So that's for when you run in the dark. And this is for um, safety from vehicles, cars, or other things. So run with the light or some kind of vest that has a reflection. And then uh, you can carry a road ID if you have a medical condition or something that might help the emergency staff so they can find you. Yeah, I think those road ID bracelets are really cool to have. I think it's important to have. Yeah, or some kind of ID. But I mean, ultimately, don't they all just take you to the hospital and treat you anyway? Yeah, but I think it's important to, to have that. Like... For me, if I if I didn't have my phone on me or anything, you've literally nothing. They'll, they'll still treat you, but I think it's important to have that, especially if someone's taking medications or something like that. Yeah. And then they can contact your family. Yeah, that's right, because otherwise you have to wait until um, somebody starts looking for you, which... Exactly. I think you put on there your emergency contact. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to find one that we like, and then we can share it with the listeners. Yeah. I'll test that out. 
And then another tip is, and I've already mentioned that, is to stay alert and be aware of your surroundings and uh, don't be distracted. So when you're running, just kind of look around. If if you're going through a not-so-good neighborhood, have something to grab or have some kind of escape plan. I think that's what that means. Yeah, and just kind of reinforcing that is to be more to be more aware of your surroundings. I think that's really important, just reminding everyone of that. Because, I mean, what do we do when we run? Sometimes we want to listen to music or we want to zone out. Mm-hmm. And maybe we really need to be more aware of our surroundings. Okay, next tip is to not trust that cars will see us. This is so key because when people are driving, especially we're, we're running earlier in the morning, people are on their way to work. You know, when they're on their way to work, they're moving on their way to work. They're not worrying about someone running, especially if they're not a runner or a cyclist. I see this so often when I'm cycling. They're not worried about you. They they feel like they are superior. They're the car on the road and that you shouldn't be able to go. So don't trust that that car is, not, is going to see you and don't trust that they're going to stop. I think is very important. Yeah, and that goes along really well with the tip that you gave us earlier where you said um, don't run in front of the car, just run behind it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then um, making, like we said, making eye contact and waving. I I always try to put my hand up like a stop sign right in front of the car. Anytime I'm near a car and I'm running or somewhat near an intersection or crossing or anything like that, I always put my hand up like a stop sign. Oh, good. Uh, apparently it works. I got to try that. <laughs> yes, it's worked so far. And I don't mean it in a mean way, but just know I'm here. <laughs> um, so also you can memorize license plates if you feel like they're suspicious and you're out running. That's That would be good to do. That would be good to do good if memory. you like saw... A guy, or, a, you know, could be a woman too, but if you saw a car pass you multiple times. Yeah. So then that way you kind of have that in your head, but. Yeah. And then I think if you were to do that, kind of just remember what kind of car it is, the color and an idea of the license plate. So there's, you have some form of a memory of it and you can report it. Yeah. And that um, next one is uh, ignore cat calls. So if you say stuff back to somebody that's cat calling, you might aggravate them. And unfortunately, that m- might not be the time to speak up against that. Um, just kind of go away and avoid the situation unless you're ready to really deal with it in case somebody does get aggravated. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If they have the guts to cat call you while you're running some random person then who knows what they have the guts to do. So just, I always ignore it, completely ignore it. Yeah, I mean, there's a time to call them out on it, but while you're running by yourself without a phone is probably not the time to do it. <laughs> you never Definitely know. Definitely not the time. Yeah. Um, and that goes along with avoid deserted areas and um, inform yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, inform yourself of what animals are in your area and how you should react. So if you live in suburbia, then, you know, think about the dogs. If you're going on a trail run, inform yourself of what wild animals you could see and um, how they could react. And so then you can uh, react or, you know, accordingly too. Um, and the last one that we have is um, carry a cell phone in case you do need to make a phone call, Angela. <laughs> Again with the phone, running with the phone. Yes. 
Yeah. I think that's, that is important, especially when you're running in a place that you don't recognize. That is something I will do. If I really don't recognize the area and it's completely new to me, then I will bring my phone with me. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from all of this is to have a plan. You know, to have a plan in terms of when these different events can happen. I think, you know, thank you for sharing the experience that you had because that is a traumatic experience. And hopefully it can help our listeners in, in recognizing that something like that can happen to anyone, anywhere, at any time. And thank God it happened the way that it did, that you were safe. But I mean, how many different stories have we seen where things like that have happened to women and it did not end in that kind of a way? So just having that mindset of, okay, if something like this were to happen to me, this is how I would respond. Even if you don't respond that way, you had a plan. And then like we talked about, possibly running with something that could help us that is some form of a weapon or that will be making a loud noise. I think that's smart. Yeah, no, and I agree completely with, with all of that. Yeah, that's that's the biggest takeaway. Just be prepared that it can happen at any time. And also, at the same time, don't let that discourage you from running. Yeah, because, um, definitely. If, if this had happened at, you know, some dark place late at night, then maybe I would be a little bit more freaked out. But I really couldn't have done anything better or different by running at a nine o'clock on an Easter Sunday. So yeah, but that just kind of goes with stuff can happen at any time. We got to be mentally prepared and then just hope for the best. And I think this whole visualization or mental preparation, or just even thinking through it right now can really make a difference too. Yeah. So hopefully this podcast is helpful for everyone and, and is bringing this to their attention. It's definitely brought it to my attention. I think we've pointed out several times that <laughs> I should be running with the phone and I should, you know, be more conscious of my surroundings. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm taking away some valuable information from this for sure. Good. We want to have you around for much longer, Angie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, moving away from this topic, not, unfortunately, not the funnest topic, but a topic we definitely had to touch on. Yes. We will now go to another not-so-fun topic um, <laughs> with uh, physiotherapist Brody Sharp. Don't we talk worry. about injuries. Don't worry. We'll have some runner jokes to lighten the day at the end of this podcast. <laughs> so, stay tuned. All right. So, let's make this phone call to Brody. Hi, Brody. How are you doing today? I'm good, lady. I'm excited to dive into another question. Great. Me too. So I have a question for you from Heidi Runs. She says, my name is Heidi and I recently started trail running and I love it. But with it, I also started having a lot of pain in my hip. So I guess the question is, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. So thanks, Heidi. Um, I'm also a trail loving runner. So um yeah, I definitely can um, feel your pain if you start getting some some hip issues with the trails. Um, it's kind of tough because it would actually depend on the area of the hip and the the location, the symptoms, the severity, that kind of thing to, to give you some accurate advice. But uh, I can just go off a generic answer. Most people, especially females, a common hip uh, complaint is on the what we call lateral hip pain so on the the outermost part of the hip bone um, 
I would say this is if you've just recently started trail running, it might just be that your body um, needs to get used to the difference in terrain. I'm not too sure if you're doing too many hills, but usually when it comes to trail stuff, you are going uphill, you're going downhill, and you're also changing direction quite a lot as you're weaving in in and around the trails. So this requires a different load and a different requirement for your hip muscles. And it's definitely different than just running on a flat straight line like someone might do if they're a road runner or a pavement runner. And so with that, if the muscles and the ligaments are experiencing a different type of load, they need to adapt just like anything else when you start running. And so I would, um, depending on your level of severity, you could probably still continue running, but I might, um, be cautious about the speed that you do it or the mileage that you're doing it or how often you're doing it throughout the week, whether it's five days or whether it's two days. Um, and if you are experiencing soreness, I might back off on that overall mileage, see how you feel. And then over the couple of weeks, if it starts settling down, then you can increase your mileage back up again. And if you needed more honed in tailored advice, um, it would all depend on the nature of your symptoms. Cause it might just be as simple as, um, walking during the uphill or the downhill, but you can run everything else or just tweaking something like that. So I hope that answers your question, Heidi. That's great advice, Brody. Would you also maybe suggest to when she backs off a little bit to bring in some road running or do you think that's uh, not necessary? Uh, it would depend on her level of satisfaction. If, if let's just say she's doing a, an hour of running and we have to back it off to half an hour of running for a couple of weeks. If she's not satisfied with that, then we can definitely combine it with some road running. I wouldn't um, see that as much of an issue, but like anything, it's trial and error. So if we try half an hour of trail running and then half an hour of road running and it's still getting sore, then we might have to back off that again. And it's like we said, it's a trial and error, but that's a fantastic solution. Um, if you do still want to keep up, maybe you're training for a race and need to, um, need to still build up that cardio, then perhaps we break up the session into road and trail, or perhaps we do trail on one day and all road running, um, during your next run. Um, it's just something that we play around with and pay attention to symptoms. Great. And if she wants to get a hold of you personally, how can she do that? Well, I do have a brand new website called runsmarter.online and it has my previous podcast episodes. It has my previous blogs and also has um, a contact form if you wanted to reach out to me directly. Thank you so much, Brody. You're welcome. Thanks again, Brody, so much. And uh, if you have any kind of issue with your body that's running related, um, you are very welcome to leave us a message and we will read this message to physiotherapist Brody Sharp, who will answer your question on air. Okay, we have some fun running jokes. I know we've been looking forward, well, you have been looking forward to this all podcast. Okay, three jokes. Here we go. First one is... I'll warm you up before the really good one comes. <laughs> you know you're a runner when you have more patients running over an hour than you do waiting in line at Walmart for five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Especially when running on a treadmill. Yeah. You really got to have patience because <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it does suck. The treadmill. <laughs> so true. Okay. Second one. Dun, dun, dun. I always run negative splits. 
When I train, I go out too fast and feel real negative on that last split. (laughs) Took me a second to get that one. (laughs) Last joke. I've got 99 problems, but I'm going running to ignore them all for an hour. Oh, my gosh, Angela. (laughs) And on that note, let's all go running. Oh, my gosh. Those weren't that good. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, I do what I can. No more jokes from Angela today. And um, we will hear from you next time. No, you'll hear from us next time. (laughs) Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode. As always, we hope that we were able to provide you with something of value. Make sure you like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Our account you can find under WGTR Podcast. Thanks. Until next time, have a great week of running.